0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it. A podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. All right, here we go. How you doing? I'm excellent today. How are you? Fantastic. So awesome today, topic today, yes, a, a good topic and timely, um, in observance of Giving Tuesday, which for those that may not be familiar, uh, clearly Thanksgiving upcoming, Black Friday the Friday after Cyber Monday the Monday after, and now Giving Tuesday is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So we're going to talk about um, you know maybe some some misconceptions, some tips and tricks when it comes to charitable giving um and how we view that from a planning perspective you know we're pretty lucky to work with a, a group of clients that are very charitably inclined um, so we'll, we'll go a little bit deeper down that rabbit hole of maybe some some more things to think about um, other than just you know writing that check to the local charity of your choice yeah and i think it kind of starts with that idea that um you know there are many different reasons to give, right? And giving Tuesday kind of following, probably spending all this money right after Thanksgiving, you know, getting ready for the holidays, maybe makes you feel a little bit better, right? There clearly is the emotional side to giving and kind of supporting charities, but there always was that kind of conversation as planners on, you get these tax benefits from doing that, right? Question mark. Well, you know, for a married couple, the standard deduction being close to $25,000 now, um, if you're not giving away significant dollars, you know that would warrant you "quote unquote" itemizing your deductions to get above and beyond that. Then, really, the tax benefits of gifting, like they've kind of gone away now, right? Yeah, I think that's that's certainly one that that we see that common misconception. It was the the 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act um, that yeah. changed the tax code, where you know historically, if if it was very easy for people to itemize if you had a mortgage you had some deductions you did some charitable yeah. giving it was very easy to get above that i was a $12,000 threshold um now that's more than doubled so you know if you're if you're writing some checks over the course of the year you do some giving yeah unless you're getting well above that $25,000 deduction the standard deduction now it's it's yeah. hard to get enough deductions to to get above that to where you're actually getting the the tax break for doing your charitable giving. So the IRS kind of took that away as a, as a reason to do charitable giving. There's still many reasons to continue to do it, but yeah, I think that's yep. one thing that it's more recent and people don't realize that there's no tax break to do charitable giving unless you're itemizing your deductions at this point. Yep. So uh, two things pop into my mind, and then let's like really jump into the meat of this. First of all, the Cares Act this year, right? The, the government's response to the economic shutdown, the turmoil based on COVID, it, it gave everyone the ability this year, regardless of their deductions, to get three hundred dollars worth of uh, charitable deduction this year for, for the gifts. So do it, right? Take take <laughs> yes. that three hundred bucks. If it was, you know, money in the offering plate, if it was, you know, to your favorite local charity. If you haven't done it yet, Giving Tuesday, there's the plug. Give the 300 bucks away. But then, I want to flip the conversation into us as planners. You know, we kind of want to be creative for you. So there, there are other ways to get tax benefits, and that should maybe be the theme of what we're going to talk about now. Mm-hmm. If you can't deduct taxes, then let's avoid taxes, right? We we should give some education around that. How do we legally kind of avoid income or other types of taxes based on some giving that we could instruct our clients to do. So I know we've got a couple of them. Yeah. Let me start with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, I think, what do you think? Again, maybe it's a misconception, but that you always have to give some sort of cash or check or some sort of you know monetary gift. Um, we certainly see it with our clients. There's there's ways to avoid taxes on appreciated stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, yep. It's, yep. it's investments. If you've had investments over time that have appreciated, you can gift shares of that investment and you're avoiding the capital gains tax of you know 15 or 20%, depending on your tax bracket. Yeah, and I think just to be clear there, this would be money outside of a retirement account. We're gonna talk about retirement accounts next, but if you do have some sort of investment, yeah, if it's appreciated, you could be responsible to pay the taxes on that investment when you choose to liquidate it. So most institutions in our experience at these days, they're they're prepared, you know, they're set up to receive gifts of securities. Um, and I think many people, whether that was company stock, uh, you know, a, a gift from a parent or a grandparent, or maybe just your own investments that you've accumulated over time outside of those retirement accounts. It's, it's I think, overlooked in financial planning that that is a, a great way to get some sort of tax benefit, even if you can't deduct it. Yep, yeah, so what's another one? So I kind of hinted at it, the the retirement accounts. Now this is going to be, I guess I got to frame this up. This is going to be to a, a specific age group, right? Where you are being at this point required to take distributions. The IRS calls that a required minimum distribution. Um, but there is a great way to avoid income taxes, right? So if you took, had to take $10,000 out of your IRA, let's just create a mathematical example here. Um, you may have to, depending on your tax bracket, pay 20%, 25, 30% of, of income taxes on that where you're only gonna get $7,000 in your pocket. If you turn around and gave some of that away, again, you may not get the tax deduction for doing that if you don't you know, itemize. Uh, like we alluded to before, there is what's called a qualified charitable distribution that you can make, which is basically saying, I'm going to take this money out of my IRA and shoot it directly over to my charity. And by the way, then I don't have to pay the income taxes. Um, So it's a really great way, I think, you know, for our clients who are going to be charitable anyway, um, to avoid income taxes, if they're not itemizing deductions. Yeah, so just to be clear there, it's the, the RMD age was age 70 and a half. Why a half mm-hmm. year? Because who knows? It was, you know, it's the IRS at play here. Let's make things more complicated than it needs to be. Um, but now that the RMD age has been updated to now age 72, you the, the age 70 and a half for QCDs, for these qualified charitable distributions, is still intact. So as long as you're over age 70 and a half, you can, you can do a qualified charitable distribution. Uh, I guess one of the caveats for anybody who's thinking about doing this, it must be the very first dollars out of your mm-hmm. retirement account in that, in that calendar year. So if you took a distribution you know, in January and it went to your bank account, you're kind of done with a QCD for the year. It must be the very first dollars out of the account in any given year. Yep, that's well said. There are a couple other nuances that we would talk about, yes. but I think... You know, For the sake of today, Giving Tuesday, um, if, it's, if it's not on Giving Tuesday and this is something that kind of resonates with you, then early next year, you know, kind of put it on your list. We think it's a great way, once again, of kind of legally avoiding certain income taxes. Um, what else is on the list? Other things that we would talk about with charitable giving? So we talked about it. Well, we didn't talk about this specifically, but with the idea that the standard deduction is so high now, um, at least relative to what it used to be, um, there's the idea that if if you are doing substantial giving, but you're still not quite at or above that that standard deduction level in any given year, right. it, The idea is is bunching gifts or or stacking in a particular mm-hmm. year. So the example being, let's say you did ten thousand dollars to charity in any given year, right? I, I like to give ten thousand dollars to all these different charities, and I do that on a pretty regular basis every year. Yep. Well, if, if you're only giving ten, that only if you're giving ten thousand dollars, you're not probably going to get to the itemized deduction. But in theory, you could essentially give thirty thousand dollars to an entity. We, a donor advised fund would be one of them. We don't necessarily have to get too deep in the weeds here, but you can essentially pull your tax deduction into one year. The entity, mm-hmm. this donor advised fund, then allows you to slowly drip out of the fund to your charities of choice over time. So essentially you're you're just pulling gifts forward into the present, into an entity, and then you can distribute it to your right. charities at, at the pace of your choosing, but you're getting the tax deduction because if you do three years worth of your gifting, you're now at 30,000, yep. you get the deduction. Yep, and I think that that one, the donor advised fund is kind of like the, the first step into bigger, I would say, um, broader charitable giving planning. Um, that always requires some sort of irrevocable gift, right? Once, once in one. the same way that once you put that, you know, the offering into the offering plate, it's not coming <laughs> back out to you. You know, the, the donor advised fund would be the same exact way. Once you gift to that, even if it's not dripped out until later in the future, when you dictate that it is, it is irrevocably out of your state, it's irrevocably been gifted. Um, and we, there are other entities, you know, some people dabble in uh, charitable trusts or, you know, there are institutions, charitable institutions that have their own charitable trusts, um, you know, much bigger dollars, foundations, things of that nature. There are many different options, but, you know, that's where I'd also say we're running out of time. The, the, it's hard to believe, but the clock is ticking on 2020, you know, what, six, six weeks left in the year. Um, but to kind of come full circle, if the CARES Act gave everyone that 300 bucks that they could deduct this year, the CARES Act also is, has given any taxpayer the ability to run their adjusted gross income to zero through charitable giving. And there's usually a 60% threshold to that in any other given year. So if part of your broader planning, right, if you're a part of the very small segment that's listening to this podcast and has significant charitable you know, uh, inspiration, um, 2020 is a great year to do it because there are some tricks of the trade to get your liability practically down to zero. Yeah, so shameless plug for us. That's that's clearly the role that we would want to play is to help people efficiently, if they're going to to do charitable giving, if they're if they're charitably inclined and they are gifting assets or cash or yep. whatever, you know, part of our role is to help look at the entire situation and figure out if there is a better way to efficiently allocate their resources to their goals, if if giving to charity is one of those goals. Um, there may be a way to do that that is is best for all parties involved yeah so I think that's a good way of buttoning up from appreciated securities to if you're in that retirement age where you're forced to take distributions there are no minimums right to the to, the, to these ideas of trying to get some sort of tax benefit um, all the way up to these bigger entities, bigger irrevocable gifts that are a part of charitable planning or estate planning. So it's a wide spectrum on kind of financial profile of who can benefit from these ideas, but um, great idea to talk about it for giving Tuesday. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for the time, man. All right.